Social Zoom Factor, episode 37. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Boy, are we going to have some fun on today's conversation. This topic is, let's just say, a little, maybe a lot controversial. And I am going to give you another dose of some tough love. Are you ready? Today, we are talking about fakes, spam, trolls, and bullies. Does that sound like fun? Many of us have recently thought that social media and business leaders were finally starting to get the importance of real relationships and human beings and connecting with real people. However, unfortunately, there seems to be this new wave of cheaters, influence score addicted self-proclaimed gurus that are truly willing to just risk their entire reputation, integrity, ethics, trust, clients, and relationships for a few hundred or tens of thousands of fake Facebook fans, Twitter followers, LinkedIn contacts, whatever it may be. The worst part is that these are the exact same people who are tweeting and preaching, writing books about the importance of authenticity, about relationships, and how to build and be a human social brand. So it just gets really troublesome. I mean, if you think about this, that the same people that are teaching people how to be real, how to be authentic are some of the same people who are falling to these tactics. And so let's talk about the root cause of some of these things today. What is driving this behavior? And that's the thing that I think excites me the most about social media. It's not the just the tech and the tools. Of course, I love all those shiny objects and all of those things like the rest of you. However, what really excites me is the sociology aspect. It's the way that humans behave. It's the share factor. It's the trust factor and the human factor because those are the things that truly help us zoom our brands and zoom our life. And I want to ask you a question first off. I want you to think about the answer to this. Is it okay for us to fake it until we make it? And I know that there are signs out there that you can hang on your wall. There are pictures or taglines. There's probably license plates that say fake it until you make it. And now in business, to some degree, I, I truly believe that people should be who they want to be tomorrow, today. And there's a, a point of believing in yourself and just going for it and saying, I am that person right now, okay? That is very different, though, than faking that you are something that you're not. And so I think we need to be really careful when it comes to the phrase, fake it until you make it, because it really can take you to a world that is not real, a world that is not authentic, a world that you truly start to become fake. And particularly with online marketing and social media, it's really easy if you know how to fake some things. And 
for people who put a lot of credit into things like influence scores and a lot of the vanity metrics of social. So number of followers, number of likes on Facebook, uh, what does their influence score on clout, on cred, on peer index, you know, what does that number look like? And there are a lot of people who put a lot of value into those numbers My true belief, anybody that follows me, you know that I believe that those numbers are nothing more than vanity metrics. And my opinion is that your numbers are going to get to where they should be and where you earn if you serve your audience. And yes, you need to do the right things. You need to make sure you're building your community, but you should not be doing that with a goal of just raising your clout score. And I want you to really think about that because if your behavior today has been driven by your influence scores that you're trying to achieve, the chances are you're coming off a little bit spammy to some people. There's a very good chance of that. And I know this topic is hard because there's some experts out there, quote unquote, experts. There's people who are listed on the Forbes top 50 list, whatever it may be, top 10 list of social media power influencers. And I'm on that list. Some of the people on that list are utilizing very spammy tactics and they're doing things like sending auto tweets 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year. And they're sending the same tweets every single day, every other day. They have them rotating with quotes and, you know, they make sure they reply back to every single person uh, that ever tweets them with a goal of making sure that their clout score is where it needs to be. So that's why I think the influence scores can really become dangerous because if you let those scores drive your behavior, it's going to change your personal brand. It's going to change your business brand and it is going to change what people think about you. So let's go back to the original question. Should you fake it until you make it? My belief is absolutely not. And when it comes to online marketing, you should not be faking it until you make it. You should not fake your Facebook fans. You should not fake the number of Twitter followers that you have. So I want to give you an analogy to think about. And as you know, I love to tell stories. So I want to tell you an analogy for you to think about this fake world. All right. So let's pretend that you are opening up a restaurant and it is on the corner of a cool street. Let's say we're down in downtown Boulder, Colorado, right? Which is awesome. I'm originally from Colorado, and I know that there's this cool area in Boulder called the Pearl Street Mall. And any of you who have ever been there, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's very urban, very cool, a lot of hipsters running around, and a lot of people in dreadlocks and just amazing restaurants. So let's pretend that you are opening up a new restaurant and you are feeling a little intimidated by all these restaurants that already have a great customer base and their restaurants are packed and people are coming in to see them. The dessert shops are packed and you open up on this new corner and nobody's really coming to check you out yet because you haven't earned their trust and you are in grand opening phase. And for the sake of this story, you get a wise idea that you want to go get some fake customers so that you can look cool to everybody out on 
the Pearl Street Mall in Boulder. So you go and you find some blow up dolls, all right? And you find these blow up people and you start placing them in your restaurant. So you place them in the tables, you sit them in the chairs and you put a glass of water in front of them, maybe a margarita, some nachos, whatever it is you're serving. And it looks like from the outside, because we'll say you have some tinted windows. It looks like that you might actually have some customers. You might be a little bit busy. And as people are starting to walk by, you start to get some looky-loos and they start to look in the window and they're thinking, hey, maybe I'll come in and check out that restaurant. So they decide to walk in the front door. And what do you think they're thinking? They're thinking, oh my goodness gracious, what is wrong with the owner of this restaurant? (laughs) They have some fake blow-up people sitting in here. What good would those blow-up people do for your business? Absolutely nothing. And the truth is they would do way more harm than good because people would think that you had lost your mind. Do you think that that would help you get integrated into the city of Boulder? Do you think that would help you become a cool, popular restaurant on Pearl Street Mall? Absolutely not. And the truth is, this is a very similar scenario to what we deal with with social media. Because people that are new to social media, and even some people that have been around the block on social media and know better, they seem to think that they are fooling people. They seem to think that we don't know that their accounts are filled with fake people. So I want to talk about a couple ways that you can actually identify if people have a fake following. So let's first talk about Facebook and then we're going to talk about Twitter. And as we go into this part of the conversation, please know that the sum of the parts is greater than each of the pieces together. So the whole is greater than each of the pieces. And I'm going to share some data points that you can look at, but this is not fully scientific. By looking at one or two data points, it's not going to tell you for sure if somebody has fake followers or if maybe even you think you have a problem with fake people following you or fake people liking you. This isn't fully scientific, so it's just a ballpark that you can take a look at. So in regard to Facebook, what you want to do is go to a Facebook page and on the left side there is a number that says how many likes they have and that's how it looks today. Facebook tends to move this around quite a bit but on the left you're just going to simply click on that number of likes and once you do that it's going to pull up some additional data for you and one of the first things you want to look at is the location of of their fans that have liked them on Facebook. And it will tell you the most popular city. And just take a look at the country. Where is that coming from? If it's coming from India or it's coming from a different country, that really doesn't make sense for the person to be fully engaged with and associated with. It could very well be that they have a problem with fake fans. However, it could also be that they have purchased Facebook ads in the past and that those got scammed somehow. And there are some people that have reported problems with purchasing advertising on Facebook, and it just seems that they get a bunch of fake accounts. So that's why you can't take this data fully definitive telling you if somebody has fake followers or not. And the next piece of information you want to look at in regard to the Facebook likes is timeline because it will show you what was the most popular week. So take a look at that. And if it 
there is a huge spike, then it could be one, give them the benefit of the doubt, remember, could be that they had a campaign or that they were participating in some type of event or they had something going on from a business or marketing perspective that helped them grow that fan base. Could also be they purchased a bunch of Facebook ads at that time. So give the benefit of the doubt. However, it could also be that if there is a huge spike and everything else looks fake, they're getting zero engagement today, then it could be that they purchased some fake fans at some point in time. Next thing you want to look at is the age group. Uh, It'll tell you the most popular age group. That may give you some information too to help figure that out. And then the last piece of information on Facebook you want to look at is how many people are talking about them on Facebook. And I know that the Facebook algorithm, what used to be called Edge Rank, has completely changed and it has basically completely tanked for many brands. So this also is not fully scientific. But if they have 100,000 people that like them on Facebook or even 10,000 and they have zero engagement ever, the chance that maybe there is some fake fans, if all those other data points also look bad, could be very high. Next thing you can do is just take a little walk through who's actually liking their Facebook posts. So if they are posting Facebook content on the timeline, just take a look at the types of people that are actually liking their content. If it fully correlates with who you're seeing as the top country and that top country looks a little odd, then you can click through to some of those people who have liked that page and who have liked that content and see whether those look like fake accounts. Because there are actually some click farms and like farms out there that will do things like like your content on Facebook. And there are some people who will pay for that type of thing. So all these data points are simply just red flags. And it's up to you to make your own decision on whether you think that account has fake or real fans on Facebook. So now let's talk about Twitter for a little bit. Twitter is pretty easy to tell as well. And of course, this is not perfect science either. But you can go to a site called Status People and you can use their tool, which is a fake follower checker. And you can basically put in anybody's Twitter handle, including your own, and you can see how many fakes, how many inactive accounts you have, and how many good accounts you have that are following you. And just know they only take a subset of your following, so it's not perfect science. However, it's pretty good information because if somebody has a hundred, you know, ninety percent fakes and inactives, the chance that that account is really gaining real momentum with real followers is really, really slim. So if you're seeing only 20% good and the rest are fake and inactive, that's a pretty big red flag that there could be something fishy going on. Let's close this topic up. I want you to just think about relationships because If your whole goal is to build and nurture relationships with real human beings and build a real human brand, then it shouldn't even be an option for you to even think about buying fake followers or fake fans. You shouldn't even want to fake it until you make it. Because if you're faking it till you're making it, you're not really looking at your business as a real business. You're looking at your business as something you're doing for a side job or for a hobby. You want your business to be real. You want your brand to be real. And I really encourage you to check out a couple of our past episodes. I have one, which is episode five, which is brand humanization in a nutshell. 
And that one is a short 10 minute podcast that will give you a quick overview of what brand humanization really is. And I also encourage you to check out episode 16, which is on the topic of authenticity versus transparency. And it's really important understanding how transparent you need to be to build your personal brand and the difference between authenticity and transparency because you don't have to share everything you eat, sleep, do, and breathe during a day to be authentic. That is the level of transparency. So I encourage you to check that out. So let's move on now and let's talk about spam. Bottom line, spam is not something you should be doing. And just because you can connect with anybody almost in the world nowadays via social media and sell to them, basically send them a spam message the minute that you connect with them does not mean that you should. I had a recent scenario on Facebook where I connected with a new person and I was a little iffy about accepting this friend request, but I saw that she was connected to a ton of other people that I know. And so I gave her the benefit of the doubt and I connected to her and literally within two minutes, I had a private message from her that had about five links on it with her spamming me basically in my private message book on Facebook. And she also spammed my Facebook wall. So she wrote on my wall and tagged me with the links to her pages on Facebook. So that is what we consider 100% spam. What do you think I did? It really rubbed me wrong. So because I don't know her, I went and I looked at her page and it looked very spammy. It's obviously what she's doing for her day and her night job. So I deleted her as a friend. I sent her a nice, polite, but very direct message and said, wow, I can't believe that you did this and sent me this spam message literally two minutes after we connected. And then I reported her for spam and I removed the post from my wall. That is not how you want to build your brand. So she took what could have been start to a relationship and where we could have someday maybe been real friends in real life and online because online is real life. And she took that and she ruined it. She basically threw it in the spam box and made me feel that she didn't care anything about me as a human being and that all she really cared about was my Facebook network so that she could tap into that network and then me following her on all of her pages. So obviously that didn't work out very well now, did it? And we just want to make sure that we are valuing people's timelines. So you respect my timeline. I respect your timeline. You respect my inbox. I respect your inbox. And I respect your inbox, your timeline, whether you respect mine or not. It's going to be up to you whether I'm going to continue to let you have access to my inbox, to my timeline. Because if you don't respect it, chances of us staying friends or staying connected are going to be very slim. And this happens a lot out on Twitter and out on LinkedIn where people will connect with other people and immediately immediately send a sales spammy copy paste message. Don't do that. All right. It is going to hurt your brand so much more than it is going to help it. And just make sure that you are respecting people and you are connecting with them first as human beings before you start spamming them. And I encourage you to check out episode 35. And I talk deeply about launch strategies and influencer programs. And it's really focused on startups and entrepreneurs, small business folks, and even for 
corporate marketing and business leaders who are launching new products to market. But I go over in detail some strategies and tactics, what not to do and what to do if you are trying to gain the attention of influencers and really leverage social media to network because your network really is your net worth. Next thing I want to talk about quickly is trolls and bullies. And I've seen some of the worst behavior I think I've ever seen online in the past few months. And what is happening is I am seeing that there are some folks out there who are actually leaders in the industry. You would be shocked at some of them. Some of them are writing books on brand humanization and other authenticity type of topics. And what is happening, it appears, is that they are letting their drive for influence and their drive for power, whatever it may be. I don't know what's going on in their brain, but something's whacked. They are falling to tactics such as trolling, okay, where they are setting up fake accounts that are advocating for themselves. They are setting up fake accounts that go and troll and be mean to other people. And these are some people that are considered thought leaders within the industry. And if this is you, if if you are considering or you have already set up fake accounts, I just want to tell you to shut them down because this is going to get you into a world of trouble. You talk about opening up a can of worms and I want to tell you why. Everything that you do online can be tracked. So when you comment on a blog, your IP address leaves a footprint. When you set up a Twitter account, if you decide to go be mean and truly bully somebody, it leaves a footprint. So if it gets so bad that somebody reports you, let's say they reported you to the police, not that that's going to happen. Hopefully it won't. But I've seen some people, you know, get attacked online by stalkers and just people that are just really mean. You can go to Twitter and find out exactly where that IP address was. And same thing goes just for tweets. So even if you send tweets and you advocate for yourself, and we've seen some of these folks where they advocate for themselves and they say, you know, hey, make this person a speaker at this event coming up or, you know, whatever it may be. They're just advocating for themselves all over the web in a fake account. And these accounts, they have fake profile images, for example. Their their profile avatars are stock photos and they're so easily tracked. You can go do a reverse image search on Google and you can see that it's a stock photo, but yet they're trying to pull it off as a real account. And it's truly laughable what some of these people are doing. But the thing is, even if you, let's say you send some fake tweets from a fake account and you're advocating for yourself and you go back and you delete those tweets. The thing is, a lot of times they're still curated. So even after you've deleted the tweets or you've even deleted the account, there are platforms which curate tweets and those could have a life that is forever. So you can still go do a Google search for those particular Twitter handles for whatever the content and names were that were within those tweets and they're still living on the web. So my point is that becoming a troll, falling victim to this desire for these influence scores and this fake vanity success metrics is just a recipe for disaster. And so I just want to encourage you, the whole purpose of this podcast today is to educate you, number one, to help you understand that these things can be tracked and that You may think you're faking people, but in reality, you're not. You're going to sleep a lot better at night. You're going to wake up a lot happier in the morning if you know that you are building a 
loyal following of brand advocates, a loyal following of people that want to be connected to you personally and who want to hear what you have to say. That is so much more powerful than a community of fakes or that by building your influence, by being mean to others and trolling and falling to spam tactics, which destruct your brand and begging for likes through weird influencer approaches and that type of thing. Cheaters may win the sprint, but they will never beat you in the marathon. So don't let the cheaters get to you. If people are cheating that are around you, your top competitors could be cheating. Forget about them. Focus on the needs of your audience. It doesn't care if your competitors have 50,000 more likes than you do on Facebook and you have 150. Focus on serving those 150 the best that you possibly can because you're not going to grow them in a way that will ever help your business by buying them, by spamming them, or by trolling across the web. Life and business is a marathon, not a sprint. And so we aren't trying to be a cheater so we can win the sprint. We are in this for the long haul and we want to live life and live it for the duration. And we want to zoom our life and our business for the long term. So I'm going to leave you with that today. I hope I gave you some things to think about. I want you to also listen to episode 20, which talks about trust and thought leadership and how to establish trust and build a brand that is trusted and respected that will help you nurture relationships. I will also post everything we talked about today, all the resources I mentioned on the show notes page at socialzoomfactor.com for this particular podcast. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me. And I hope that I have encouraged you and inspired you to not fake it until you make it. I want you to be the absolute real deal. Best of luck to you. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.